You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. If you have not listened before, my name is Alyssa. And this podcast is all about wellness, but we do focus specifically on topics that might seem somewhat taboo. And we try to talk about things that people aren't really talking about in other spaces. So today is actually going to be a part two of episode 19 about optimizing your life through cycles sinking. And joining us again, we have Ellie Blanco, who is a period coach, and she's going to be answering a whole bunch of questions that you guys have asked over on Instagram and TikTok as well. And it's going to be really good. We talk about cycle syncing when it comes to your sex life, when it comes to like nutrition. We talk about things like caffeine, like coffee. Should you be drinking it on your period or around your period? When is the best time and the worst time to do that? Which I found so interesting. We talk about what to do if you want to cycle sync, but you're on birth control, whether that's the pill or that's the IUD, the hormonal IUD or the copper IUD and how that is different. Um, Um, what the birth control pill actually does to your body and how that's going to affect your cycle syncing, which is really interesting as well. And we even talk about trans folk, people who might have taken hormones and how that can affect everything. So it's a really, really interesting episode. I know you guys are going to love it because even when I listened back to this episode, I was just like blown away by things that she shared. It's so empowering um, and it's just really important knowledge for you to have. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, Ellie. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. Yes, of course. Um, Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. And everyone was just asking me so many questions. And I think I want to just have you give like another little overview of who you are, what you do, why you're passionate about what you do. Just, you know, give people a little reminder. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, I first have to say, definitely go back and listen to episode 19 if you haven't. I felt like you and I really, we just sat down and had a girl talk and it did light a lot of light bulbs. Um, But yes, my name's Ellie, short for Elizabeth. I uh, own and manage Same Girl Gang, which is my network marketing business, first and foremost, where I provide clean hair care, clean skincare, and clean wellness products to my clients. And it's really that, that opened the door to now me becoming a a certified period coach. I will be certified by June, July. And I'm excited because what that'll allow me to do is continue changing lives. And so Mm -hmm. cycle syncing, uh, it was a very uh, not, it was a topic that was unknown to me. Um, And how that came about was when in 2000, I believe it was 15, I got a bout of angioedema, which is facial swelling. So that put me on a journey to go finding out what caused this and why. Mm-hmm. Was it my diet? Was it you know anything that I was taking? I had been on birth control for about six years. Um, and so I think we talked last time in the episode that I kind of have like trauma around my birth control that I, I get this like mm-hmm. blank on it where I can't remember really like when I was prescribed it, you know, all of that jazz. But It led me to cycle syncing and cycle syncing. Mm. The idea behind it is that we really learn 
to learn our bodies. So cycle syncing, the way I like to quickly relate it is that we have four seasons of the menstrual cycle and very much like our mother earth, we are cyclical in nature. So think about the four seasons. It's a quick and easy way to remember our four phases of our menstrual cycle. So first I like to start off with our menstrual phase. Your day one of bleeding is your day one of the next phase of your cycle. So menstrual phase is our winter phase. In this phase, we like to be, you know, in a sense, warmed, cozy in our little Mm -hmm. nook in the cave during hibernation season. Um, Not really talking to anybody, lights low, volume low. And then we go into our follicular phase. This is the next seven to 10 days after you finish bleeding. So our follicular phase is our inner spring. And this is really where, you know, the snow starts melting, the flowers start poking out again, and your energy levels begin to rise. Uh, From there, we get a short bout, three to five days, and this is our ovulation phase. We feel the most energy this phase, and this is literally our summer phase. We are in heat. It's it's hot in here. It's time to (laughs) turn up the volume, go out to all your social events, Um, And then after summer, we start getting into fall where we start turning the volume back down again. We start wrapping up and tidying our homes, even essentially getting ready, you know, for winter, you know, start prepping and and, and honing in to yourself again. So turning down that volume, turning down the lights again to go back and do do it all again in winter. And uh, when you optimize, when you start cycle syncing, uh, getting to know your body, the four phases, aligning it with, with the phases, then everything just becomes easier. Your workouts, managing them according to where you're at in their cycle, your lifestyle. I know that we're going to dive into this too. You know, our, our work and lifestyle habits, Mm -hmm. it's, it, it all can be literally in flow when we're working with our flow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. That's such a good description. And I love how you relate it to the seasons because that makes so much sense. And I think one thing too is even if we're taught this when we're younger or we go through that sex ed class or whatever, where they kind of explain the phases and whatever, and we obviously don't get enough of that, but even if they roughly explain explain the phases, (laughs) I was going to say, like, I, I remember learning what the cycle was. Like I remember actually learning that, which is good in comparison I've learned to what other women have actually been taught because now that I've been talking about this on social media I've heard had so many people say to me like you know I never even had a sex ed class and I'm like wow like nothing you know um and people even just saying even just asking commenting like oh what are the phases of the cycle or people commenting how does my cycle work and I'm like wow like it's, you know, asking how does my body work? And they just have no, they don't even know where to go for resources. Cause I think in my mind too, if I really had a question about my body, I might just, you know, go to do like research. I might Google it. I might try to find a book, whatever. Whereas like people are literally on social media, not even knowing where to look, like not even knowing that there are resources online, which I find really interesting that they would rather even hear me go and explain it in a video than being able to just like Google it, you know, because people don't know where to look. Like they think it's like this thing that's kind of non-existent in the real world, but it's just that it's not talked about. So very interesting. And I appreciate that you're obviously doing this work and talking to women. Um, and I'm sure that through what you've been doing so far, when it comes to helping women, when it comes to beauty products and, you know, talking about products that don't affect their hormones and all of those kinds of things that you already do, how this would have just naturally kind of come up because you have people asking you questions. How do I fix this? What do I do here? And you're just kind of going there trying to figure out these problems for people. And then you're seeing people's needs. And this is what people need. Like people are needing this information. 
let's just get into some questions now. Um, I think I want to start with just this overarching topic of can I still cycle sync if, because I got so many questions around all these people that all these people that were running into problems when it came to wanting to cycle sync because they felt like they couldn't because something was wrong with their body. So let's just start talking with that. Number one is can I cycle sync if I'm on the birth control pill? So my answer for all of them, just like a spoiler alert, is going to be yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. okay, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, and why? Because it's it's even so less about cycle syncing as it is about body literacy. It's knowing your body, what's happening during mm. all the time. You know, what I have, I, I started tracking my cycle digitally. We've talked about some apps in the last episode, you know, whether that be Clue, whether it be Flow, whether it be MyFlow, there's so many different ones available. And so I, str- I started tracking digitally, which was great for me, especially as a beginner. And most recently with my personal period coach, Stasha Washburn, she, she's the author of um, The Revolution Will Be Bloody. She has a manual, like a physical tracker that I color in depending on my symptoms, uh, how really I can, I can relate it to anything. So let's say tender breast. I'm in my luteal phase right now, which is my fall phase. Mm -hmm. And so for tender breast, when I mark tender breast for me, it's like a deep blue. So that's the color for me that I, I fill in maybe for someone else, it's a deeper purple. Maybe it's a, you know, an army green, whatever that looks like for you. But what I like about that is it creates that mind body connection where I get to sit down for five, 10 minutes and Mm. take, take that inventory of my day. You know, what did my body feel like? What, where was my mind at? And now instead of it being digital, it's a paper tracker when now I can, I can really pull it up month by month by month and, and see what are the differences or what are the similarities? Am I getting allergies at a certain month time of the month that I didn't otherwise realize? Am I getting a joint pain at certain times of the month that I otherwise wouldn't have realized? Am Mm -hmm. I getting, you know, like IBS symptoms and cramps during a certain time of the month that I may have not otherwise realized that's the power of tracking your body, you know, and then when it comes into cycle syncing, so if you're on the birth control pill, right? So the pill essentially, it stops your hormones from doing what they're supposed to do. So you're not actually ovulating when you're taking a synthetic hormonal birth control. You're not. Mm. So any bleed that you get, you know, via the placebo pill can just be a withdrawal bleed. Doesn't mean that you're actually ovulating. And so in a sense, you're missing out on a lot of the glory that there is in our menstrual cycles uh, for any person that menstruates when you are on a synthetic or otherwise birth control. And so I would say yes, specifically for this question, because if you're on the birth control now, it's great to watch your symptoms. Like what's going on? You know, there are a lot of adverse side effects that can occur based from the pill. And I'm sure, you know, or I could only assume that we, we don't eat, we don't read through the pamphlets that were given at our gyno's office. You know, we're not sitting there reading all the lists of adverse effects, you know, headaches, mm-hmm. depression, uh, it's wreaks havoc on our gut and all these different things. So these are symptoms that you do want to track. So if yeah. and when you have the, and you know, I, I, I will, you know, quote kind of Alyssa Vitti in this, in her book, In the Flow, where from a feminist standpoint, I do believe in birth control. Every woman or any person who does menstruate and can have children should right. have the opportunity to manage and control their bodies how they please. From 
you know, the other standpoint, it's not great. You know, there's other resources and tools, i.e. what we're talking about now that can help us manage our symptoms, not just mask them um, while without having to take anything at all. And so we we know now that the birth control is really stopping our hormones we're not actually going through our you know we're not receiving the the rise and fall of our natural hormones and so you're you're not going to be able to really harness the energies of each phase as appropriately but that doesn't mean that you can't still cycle sync you know so what you would want to do if you are on the birth control pill is whenever you get that bleed consider that yes your menstrual cycle and then after your bleed stops the next seven to ten days treat that as your follicular phase the next three to five days after that treat that as your ovulatory phase and the next you know 10 to 14 days consider that your luteal phase now it could look different but again what the power of cycle syncing and even cycle tracking or even body tracking is that it'll allow you to see those patterns it'll allow you to see what is going on and like as I'm going to if and when you do decide to come off birth control you will have this data of however many months prior that now you're going to be able to track the changes as you move forward in coming off the pill you'll be able to Mm -hmm. note any changes and you can see well oh my look I actually was this or actually was that during you know you can now compare the two in between right okay yeah interesting yeah, because I, I just had that like quite a few times people asking me like, oh, I want to do it, but I I don't know if it affects it on the pill. And it's really interesting because I didn't even really understand how the pill worked until I really looked into it. But I was on the pill for six years. So I was on Same it for six girl. years and I didn't know that it stopped ovulation. Like, I don't know if I didn't understand how it worked in general because I went on it when I was 14. And like you said, you don't sit there and read the pamphlet, but equally they don't encourage you to like they're not like make sure you read through this you know they're not sitting there giving you all this stuff about it if anything usually doctors are quite quick to prescribe it um even for things like acne and and things that very well could be just being covered up um which can definitely cause so many issues later on in life um but yeah it's really interesting I didn't know how it worked and I think the more that people are starting to now understand how it works and understanding that you're actually shutting off that whole system in your body it's quite scary and it does make you worry about like future effects and everything um so thank you for shedding some light on that the next one was about um an IUD and if there's a difference between hormonal versus um non-hormonal or the copper IUD um and if you ovulate on both of those or neither of those or one of them so you will not ovulate on the hormonal one. Um, the copper IUD, I did have to look that up because that's not my experience. I was on the pill. I never got the IUD. Um, yeah. But I'll read it again out of Alyssa Vitti's book, In the Flow. So in regards to a copper IUD, this is a tiny device that's inserted into the universe. Uh, universe? <laughs> our <laughs> universe, our, our womb our womb space, <laughs> our uterus, <laughs> and is more than 99% effective in preventing pregnancy for up to 12 years, which honestly, that sounds a little scary to me. Like that's a little off-putting just to begin with, (laughs) but the, the copper IUD does still allow you to continue ovulating. Unlike the hormonal because hormonal it's it's dealing with your body chemistry rather than what the copper iud it causes an inflammatory response in the uterus that then prevents the sperm from reaching the egg and then ultimately fertilizing it and uh they do say that 
copper IUDs. Um, this form can, can, of course, increase copper levels in the body and increase the severity of cramps. So that would be, you know, the, the teeter-totter sides of that. Um, yeah. I would say, you know, non-hormonal sounds like a much better option than hormonal. Um, and yeah. the case is going to be different for everybody. But yes, you can still cycle sync. And for the same reasons that I'm mentioning uh, in, in regards to, you know, the birth control pill, when you're able to identify the patterns and behaviors in your body, and then if and when you're going to come off of it, then that's something to note as well. Like it's just, yeah. it gives you that, that, that armor that you could take to, to your doctor. And I know we mentioned this in the last episode, but I think it, it goes to say, you know, a doctor only has a few minutes, like they've got jobs to do. And if we can show up to the office with a diary of Mm -hmm. our symptoms, patterns, you know, uh, moods, feelings that's shown. I think that also shows that, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking my health seriously. This is not a joke to me. You know, this is like, we're doing our part ultimately right. and, and our health and wellness is our own responsibility our doctors can continue to advise us but it's having that information that will be able to help them give you the better care that you deserve yeah it's so true and it's interesting like I think it's really hard when talking about healthcare professionals especially everything that's happened with COVID you never want to like act as if they've done something wrong or you know they're doing something wrong within their profession but I absolutely agree that sometimes you do get people that go into the doctor's office and they just want to be given the antibiotics. They, they just want to go home with something. They want an answer and that's that. Whereas some people do want to take more time and they don't want to just go straight to the antibiotics or straight to the pill. They want some time to kind of work through what are my natural options? What are my other options? And maybe you do go see a naturopath instead. You know, maybe you do plan to maybe invest more financially and time-wise and everything into that and that's a great option. Um, but if you are just going to go see like your your family doctor or whoever it may be your GP um I really agree with you that going and taking that data and showing them like okay here's what we're looking at um these are my specific problems this is when it's showing up and being able to bring that data it's so valuable and I I really encourage people to do that on a regular basis when I'm posting on this about you know on social media and even on the podcast is like take your health into your own hands and don't feel like because maybe you don't, you know, you're not a period coach or, you know, you aren't a GP or whatever that you can't trust yourself. I think especially women, you know, especially women have been told that their symptoms aren't real and they've been made to feel crazy or dramatic or whatever. And so many things go undiagnosed because we feel like, oh, well, you know what? It's what the doctor says. Like I'm, you know, I'm obviously not the one to prescribe myself. I can't self-diagnose. And we kind of have this (laughs) guilt around causing a problem, you know, or like right. saying I have an issue and then there can be shame around it too because you you want to be that like I'm just like a strong man I'm the same as a man <laughs> I can do it all but yes we can do it all but I think we need to um do it at our pace and that's not a slower pace it just looks different psych or like face to face and it looks different yeah. you know week to week and when we can learn to master that that's when we really step into our power Amen. I was going to just say empowered. That's the word. Like when you have mm. this data, it, it empowers you to ask more questions at the office. You know, it's, it, it allows you that, yeah. okay, but I have this data, you know, what else can we do with it? 
Right. Agreed. And, and also just not letting, you know, things be dismissed when you go in and you say, I have these blood clots or I have these specific things going on with my period. You know, I have irregular periods. You're, it's not just like, a, oh, that's normal. You know, PMS is normal because as much right. as, you know, it's common, it's not actually healthy. It's not actually normal in the sense of how your hormones should function. And I think a lot of Facts. people don't know that. Right. I, yeah. I, I preach that. I, I maybe even said that in the last <laughs> episode, but it's so yeah. true. You know, just because PMS is common doesn't make it normal. Absolutely. Facts. Yeah. And I did want to ask, um, another one of these is if they can still cycle sync or what they should do about irregular periods. So yes, still cycle sync, because again, that data sure. and what we can learn from it can help us find. And, you know, I recently, I can't, you know, I kind of had this realization where we're not trying to balance our hormones because essentially our hormones are never in balance. They are constantly fluctuating, but mm. rather the, the terminology is regulating your hormones because, you know, it's kind of like when you're driving on the road, you're given two lines to stay in between, you know, some drivers might steer a little bit more to the left, some more stay in the right, which is okay. Mm. As long as you're staying in your lane and right. That's kind of around the same thing. You know, it's, we want to regulate it. You know, we want to make sure that they stay within these bounds rather than try and balance them because it's never going to be perfect. I mean, we know balance can be BS, but it's really, I think the word would be rather regulating than balancing. Okay, um, cool. But yeah, it's, yeah. Amazing. That's, that's so interesting. I never thought about that before. Because even since, because um, I've been reading In the Flow as well by Alyssa VT now, and even just seeing the graphs of seeing what your hormones do throughout mm -hmm. your cycle is insane. And like, I, like, in theory, I knew that, but I didn't think I realized how obviously that would affect how your body works and she even goes into explaining how it affects like your immune system and different systems within your body and like yeah. I did you want to share anything about that or anything well, that yeah sticks we're out to just you? we're a working cog we are a, like a, a clock and not one part of us isn't going to work if another's in out of balance mm. you know it all we all work in tandem with with our hormones like they truly are you know it's our cortisol that gets us up in the morning too like it's what wakes yeah. us up and opens our eyes and, you know, even so when we talk about how I, I'm also a professional network marketer, you know, selling hair care and skincare items our a majority of our hair and skin comes from the gut, you know, our yeah. microbiome. That's why they say it's our second brain. So Absolutely. it's no kidding that all of these, you know, one thing is sending signals to another that's sending signals to another and working in tandem together. So it's only right yeah. that when we can get our hormones, which is what attributes to a lot of our functions you know whether that's sending you know to the liver sending to there it, it's 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 a part of it all that you can't have one without the other yeah it's so true um the last part of this one which I don't know how much experience you you have in this area and it's okay if you're not quite sure because this is a really um broad area and definitely an area that there isn't enough research even in right now but I wanted to ask about hormone therapy and especially because this is a podcast where um we do talk about sexuality and we're very inclusive I wanted to talk about um hormones when it comes to trans folk and what that might look like when it comes to cycle thinking, if it's something they want to do, how can they lean into that in a way that actually might make sense for their hormones? 
So I would still say, track your body, find yeah. out what, what are your symptoms? You know, are you feeling bloated on which day? And you know, what did you eat? What workouts are you doing? Still stay tracking your body. What bodily fluids are coming out of you? You know, what is your energy levels like? And when it comes to, you know, whether you're transitioning or have transitioned, that's where, mm-hmm. in fact, tracking your cycle, tracking Again, I would then I'd say, you know, maybe you don't even have a cycle. That's okay. Maybe you're a man that transitioned to a woman and even more so then cycle sync would be great because you can tap into that feminine flow. You can still, you know, arrange your cycle or your rather your schedule around, you know, a female or a a cyclical pattern rather. And if you're, let's say a female transitioning to a male, that'd be great to have that data too, because now, Mm -hmm. you know, being in these, in this space, you can really kind of be a pioneer in what it is like to see your your hormones changing on a day-to-day basis you know what are your energy levels looking like you know if there's any medication or any you know shots or anything that you'd have to be taking I would jot that down when did Mm -hmm. you get it like what time did you get this done you know and then and you're then going forward you're going to be able to see those changes and what what is changing for you are you noticing x are you noticing y this will give you that kind of overview and saying okay and then you can see maybe even do I like how I'm feeling because it's maybe then maybe then it's not so much how you want to look but rather how you'd want to feel and how we look we know it does that doesn't matter it's what we feel on the inside and we just want to be happy and you know I'd hope that we want to be healthy too and I think that's more important overall so yes to cycle syncing and really even if again cycle or no cycle right in in Mm -hmm. actuality of like bleeding it's it's still beautiful like no one should know your body better than you do no one like yeah. and no one will exactly yeah I think it's really interesting too when it comes to people who are transitioning to them how they look may absolutely be very important to them because it has a lot to do with being gender affirming and affirming that identity within them um, but I personally know people who are trans who will who maybe have been on testosterone at one point and then they aren't, um, people who have been on estrogen at one point and then they aren't, and people who, you know, have maybe gone through that um, transition and lots of people who have kind of ended up in, like, a non-binary space. And what I think is really interesting about that is because we haven't been taught in the first place about how much our hormones do affect our mental capacity, our physical Mm -hmm. capacity, like emotional, spiritual, everything, because we aren't really taught about how much it integrates into every system of our body. We, people who are transitioning really struggle to find that adequate healthcare because they don't know who to go to or what to even look for. And they, or they don't even recognize that the hormones connect to maybe their symptoms, like you mentioned. So I just, I totally just agree with you in making sure that, um, you know, if you are listening to this podcast and you have transitioned or you're transitioning, or you even know someone who you know, is trans or is non-binary and they may have done things within their hormones, um, or had different surgeries and things like that, that might affect what's going on hormonally for them. Um, first of all, if that is you making sure that you are, um, writing everything down and finding someone who can actually take you through this, um, like a safe space, a safe person in the field to take you through this. Um, or if you could just be a support to someone who is going through that, um, what a beautiful connection you could have with them to be like, Hey, I know you're trans and also let me help empower you in taking you through this. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. That's awesome. Um, thank you for shedding light on that as well. 
I say that's all good. I think we basically have the idea of, yes, just track, just (laughs) learn about your body, take the time. It is absolutely worth it. And um, your hormones absolutely affect every system in your body. Um, I want to move on now to a bit of a fun question about how cycle syncing slash your hormones changing might affect your sex life and how you might be feeling sexually. Yes, of course it changes. So in the beginning, I mentioned, you know, our our four seasons, right? Winter, spring, summer, and uh, our fall phase, right? And in summer, that's why I mentioned we are literally in heat. This is <laughs> our body asking us to mate. So our pheromones are going off. We are yes. most communicative. We are literally magnetic during this phase. And it's no reason why our bodies are asking to procreate and recreate little nuggets yeah. around town. <laughs> and so our bodies are, are primed for that. And in the same way, they rise and fall with our hormones. So in our follicular phase, we might be feeling a little frisky. We might still, you know, get that energy back. It's, it's just starting to creep back in, you know, and mm-hmm. so you might be feeling a lot better. You might be feeling, you know, much chipper than you normally would on your menstrual phase. Ovulation. Of course, you know, that's when we see our egg white, you know, cervical mucus kind of signaling that we are fertile. So, Mm -hmm. of course, we're feeling extra, you know, extra go-getter that phase where, yeah, we might be the ones to even initiate if you're not typically an initiator, you know, or you might... You're definitely going to be a lot flirtier. You're going to feel your sexiest. And this is no surprise because if we're trying to call in a mate, Mm. uh, our our own chemistry wants us to feel and look our best. And so in our luteal phase, you know, typically this is the PMS phase. And I will say again that there's really no wrong or right way to have a period. You can, you know, there some people having sex on their period, they're like, no, get away from me. I don't want you to touch me. But other people, you can go ahead and have it. If you're feeling a little good, then go ahead. You know, yeah. in fact, cramps, uh, cramps can even be, you know, subdued by a nice internal uterus massage. Yes, and so absolutely, absolutely our cycle, it's so real. And it's so real. our cycles do affect, you know, how we're feeling when, and with our partners, it's also some fun things to do, you know, like And I know that we might even touch into this too when we're talking about work, but relationships are also work, you know? And so in the same way that we can align our cycles with our work habits, this is a lifestyle habit, you know, our, our, our sexual activity can also play a role. So in the beginning, your follicular and ovulatory phase, you you might just get right into that nice, as you have said on TikTok, that O area that we you know yeah. we maybe couldn't or couldn't say, um, but it's probably going to be you easier can say it on the podcast. Or- Perfect, you can orgasm, say whatever orgasm, you want. orgasm. <laughs> so you're probably going to really slide really into easily into an orgasm during these phases, your follicular mm-hmm. and ovulatory phase. Your energy is already pretty high. You're feeling good about yourself, and maybe then though in the PMS phase you just might need a little bit more working up you know it doesn't mean that like no just don't have sex but you just it might take you a little bit to get stimulated and that's okay Mm -hmm. maybe that's the time where you and your partner begin you know exploring some other ways of foreplay that'll get you more in the mood Um, and maybe there's even you know when we talk about I talk about the five senses in in and throughout our cycles you know Mm -hmm. maybe you need to incorporate some lower lighting, maybe some candles, like set yourself the mood more in your luteal and menstrual phases than you would typically maybe need to in your follicular and ovulatory. So it does play a huge change, a huge, a huge role in, in the way our sex life works out. 
And it's so cool too. I feel like the more I've even leaned into it, I've realized that like, it's not that when you have your period, you need more and like you, you know, you are more of a hassle or whatever. It's that like you appreciate different things. Like now I realize that when I'm on my period, I feel more like intuitive and connected with myself. And I, I said this in the last episode that we did together that I kind of thought this was a thing, but I never really confirmed it. And now that I've really like leaned into this and learned about it and read on it and whatever, now I'm like, okay, yes, this is true. This is a thing. Like I feel more intuitive. I feel more connected with myself. I want to slow down more. And like, I'm actually better at letting myself rest where sometimes I struggle to slow down and to like, I feel, you know, guilty because I'm not getting things done. I'm way better on my period at doing this. Um, and like what you said, when it comes to sex, like if slowing down, you know, is something that you see as a positive thing, it actually gives you the opportunity to explore like slower sex. Maybe more like like, maybe a sensual massage before, you know, like these are the things that are, is, is it's almost not even a self care, but when you're able to communicate it with your partner, now you two can have a better time together versus instead of like, don't touch me. Maybe what you need is a sensual massage before getting just into the, you know, into the nitty gritty. Yeah. And which is cool too, because like, when it comes to sex it flows so much and it's something that does change like your body it changes what people want like changes and you know your partner might not always want just that you know quick sex and that's it in and out Mm -hmm. you know some people they sometimes they don't just want that sometimes you want to slow things down but it's kind of cool that you get to not that it's about you know that you have to do this but if you want to you can like give your partner so many different versions you know of who you are sexually so much yes yes like you know obviously when I think about myself and my husband like because I you know I love him and we have a very healthy relationship I want to be able to give him those different experiences and I see that as valuable and I know that he does too and so the fact that I can be more intuitive myself I can learn about who I am in these different phases and then I can lean into it I'm never like trying to force myself into any of those boxes when I'm not already feeling that way so I'm not going to be on my period feeling guilty like, oh, I should, you know, be like really, really sexual right now. I should be wanting to just like jump right into maybe penetration or something like that. That is a little bit full on for my body and feeling that guilt that a lot of the time women feel to perform during sex or to look a certain way. If I take more time to lean into my body and understand what's actually going on, I can say, you know, to him off the bat, like, hey, I probably want some time. Like if we're going to have sex tonight, why don't we, I don't know finish watching Netflix half an hour earlier or why don't we do a dinner like an early dinner and then we come home and we have time to like relax and like I don't have to push myself past my boundaries of staying up really late or something like that just to fit it in time wise you know like just being realistic when you're in a relationship that's what it looks like like you do want to plan sex sometimes and you want to like you know think of what's actually going to be realistic for the two of you or sometimes you just won't do it and so I think yeah. it's so important that like we're talking about this I just I love this conversation oh it's so well, good. I love that I may have I may have we may have mentioned this in the last one but yeah. it's it's funny that you say you know in, intuitively you kind of match the cycles and those are mm. messages that I'm getting since you know other listeners have listened to your to our last episode and mm. it's it's true it's kind of innate win- within us you know yeah. I think we've just been pulled so far from it and of course you know technology blue light that all has effects on our hormones mm. and so when you mention you know being on your period again I may have mentioned this but it's just it to me it's a beautiful concept where when we're when we're bleeding they say 
that it, it thins the veil between like our spiritual and our reality, rea- like our right. real world. Right. And I think that is so beautiful because it's true. It's like we're, you know, they, they have this joke what bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. Uh, Hi, us right here. (laughs) But I think that's also a superpower. And we get to take that time where the veil is thin, where like we're half alive, but half not in a sense to, to really like tap into, to that side. So I love that. And it's so funny because like on your period, you can either let, you know, the, the messages within society be pushed on you and just think, oh, I'm on my period. I'm going to be bitchy. I'm on my period. I'm sorry. I'm going to be hormonal. I'm going to be, you know, you can see it that way or you can realize like, it's actually hard for me on my period to not be honest with myself. Like on my period, I have to just be honest with myself. If I'm going to journal and I need to like be journaling my thoughts, maybe sometimes I I journal gratitude and I journal goals and all that stuff is great. But maybe on your period, you just need to be honest with yourself and write down like the stuff you're actually going through. And it's a really good way for you to take some time to like literally unveil, like you said, and just like swipe the slate clean and be like, you know what, this is what's actually happening right now. You know, maybe if you're someone who you go to like a psychologist or a therapist or you're in some sort of journey, because I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are going through a self-growth journey and this is what their goal is. This is a time for you to figure out, okay, what things do I need to bring like to my therapist? Literally, what things do I need to write down and start to figure out finding resources on, right? Maybe you're not going to a therapist, but you want to read a book on a certain topic. You might realize when when you're on your period, like I actually really struggle with this specific thing and it gives you the opportunity to be real with yourself and that's what I love about it but you know six months ago I was never talking about my period like this and that's what I think is like when we say it's empowering we're not just being like you know girl boss whatever like it's not fake like it's real like it's literally real it changes your life it literally changes your life which well, is on the topic of journaling, this is something I got mm. from my period coach, again, Stasha Washburn. She's amazing. Um, she has, of course, we we want to match really all the things that we do around the different like energy of our phases. So in our menstrual mm. phase, it's a great time to ask the why questions. Why? Yes. Why do you do the job that you do? Why do you love it? Why do you hate it? Why mm. does it bring you joy? Why, 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 why? Why am I like this? Why is this like this? Like, <laughs> why isn't this working? All of these right. why questions is, is a great is a great question the why to ask during your menstrual phase because we are more intuitive so we might get get that that natural revelation of what we're truly feeling because we're Mm. we're most in tune with it in your follicular phase you want to journal the question what what can you do in our follicular phases typically you know our, our hormones start rising again so this is really like the research and strategize phase so what what is work what could work what didn't work what 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 in your ovulation phase it's the go do you probably don't want to sit there and journal because you have so much energy (laughs) that you're out you're socializing you're taking that dance class yeah the energy is real so you're like peace out journal i'm feeling good i'm out of here and so you yeah i don't need you so you might not journal so much in your ovulatory phase um but you want to be doing so that's always great too yeah. And then in your luteal phase, I, like, we call it the luteal lists phase. So the luteal now is the how or and, and, and going back through that. Mm. How can I make it better? How, how, like what, what and what do I need to do too? So it's right. just, it's a beautiful, a beautiful kind of way to also, because I, I felt like I once would struggle with like, what do I journal about now? Like sometimes yeah. you're running out of prompts, but even so it's just like, where am I in my cycle 
and then even having okay can I what question what question can I ask myself you know maybe let me throw out some why questions I'm in my in my my menstrual phase like let me tune in why am I starting this project why is it important to me um again follicular what ovulation go out and do and then luteal go make some lists what do you need to wrap up you know what worked what didn't either you can also review that yeah it's so interesting no it's so true I have definitely felt that where I'm like I'm ovulating I have so much energy and I'm actually struggling to journal and then I feel bad and this is something else I wanted to mention I find really interesting is it's very popular to talk about like daily routines Mm-hmm. And a lot of the studies that we have in like health and fitness are all to do with men and are, are really studies done on male bodies. And yeah. it's hard because then women often feel or even, you know, non-binary people, people who aren't men <laughs> really struggle to function with like a daily pattern because we are so different day to day. And this blew my mind. And like, this is what I've been talking a lot about on TikTok and where girls have been like, oh my God, this is crazy. I'm so mad. Why, you know, why is this how we do things? And it's really, it's not to say that, you know, women don't have testosterone. It's not to say that women don't have cortisol or anything like that. It's, but it's to point out that a lot of the time we do things on a daily, you know, you start every day the same way, act like acting like we have the same energy every single day, but we don't like, if you menstruate, you don't. And you might feel like you lack because you're trying to fit yourself into that like daily routine box. But even when it comes to self care and separating yourself from this idea of like doing every day the same way you can optimize because you actually recognize that you don't have to, wake up every day and, you know, journal for 20 minutes, go to the gym, come home, eat this meal, like work for five hours. Do you don't have to do or work for eight hours, even depending on what you do, you know, do all these things specifically, go out with friends at night, come home. Like you don't have to do things in that way every single day, but we kind of are assumed that that's just how we're going to do it because that's how men do it. And obviously women, you know, didn't work for a long time. And now we've been kind of inserted into this world. Yeah. Which reminds me, you know, talking, we were talking, you mentioned, you know, mental health therapists, therapists at all. I even, Mm -hmm. I'd even go to say personal trainers, you know, transformational life coaches. If you have one, I would ask them if they know what cycle syncing is because Mm -hmm. them knowing about cycle syncing can better help you. They can better serve you as their patient, as their client, because like you were saying, you know, and funny you say when you sit down on your ovulation phase to either write a journal or let's say meditate. Meditate. I would be committing like period coach suicide if I told my client <laughs> if they've never meditated to go and tell them to meditate in their ovulation phase because yeah. their their energy is so up that I would be doing them a disservice. You know, right. maybe someone who's who's more adapt and more into meditation yes they might be able to sit because they've practiced so long to sit still their minds and to right. focus on one thing but if that's not your your, your dmo then then meditating in your late luteal and menstrual phase would be the time to do it because naturally you're more you're more open to just sitting with yourself like you said so that couldn't have been more on point so it's important that we share this with our healthcare practitioners whether again it's gp gyno acupuncturist personal therapist uh personal trainer we all need to know these things because the more women that do continue to hear of this information and can then apply it into their practices we're just we're gonna be unstoppable yeah yeah that's and we're already talking about it but i was just gonna say one of the big questions i got as well um and like comments that i kept getting on the tiktoks that i post is like 
well, what are you saying? Like women can't work on their periods or what do you mean? Like, does that mean we can only work three out of four <laughs> weeks of the month? It was very, you know, competitive. Um, and the main kind of question was, should people work during their period? And if so, is there specific work that you should be doing in the different phases? So could you talk a bit about that when it comes to things like, you know, creativity, obviously we've kind of already talked about energy, but things like that, is there specific work that you should be doing in the phases? Yes. So, I mean, we live in this three-dimensional world, so Mm. it's not always that you can just take off when you're on your period. If you can, I mean, by all means, go ahead and absolutely do so. Take that mental health day and literally do what your heart desires. Absolutely, I would agree with that. But we do live in this three-dimensional world where we have to be adults, and that's just the way of the world. And so... When you come to cycle sync and you're, you get to know your body, you get to know your own patterns, that will help you just like it will at the doctor's office in your day-to-day office or whatever kind of work it is that you do. And, um, when it, so of course, I mean, if we have to work, yes, we have to work. Does this mean that we have to shout it from the rooftops where we are in our phase to our colleagues every day? No, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that either. Um, but there are, yes, there are, there are different things that we can do in each phase. So starting with our menstrual phase, right? Our menstrual phase is the evaluation phase, you know, broadly, right? Mm -hmm. It's obviously when we're talking about journaling and getting deeper, you know, we've seen that veil thin. So our hormones are at their lowest and it's our analytical side and our feeling side have the best access to each other during this time. So this does Mm -hmm. make it a great time to see how you feel about certain situations. Like I was mentioning in your why, you know, like, why is this working? Why is it not? Um, so what you can do, you know, even in terms of tasking is, you know, getting a list of all the emotions that you're, you know, holding on to maybe places that you feel stuck, right? List all the reasons that you feel angry, you know, and, and go ahead and burn that list, right? Like we, in a non-flammable container, of course, (laughs) but in our menstrual phase, it's really the time to like, stop, look, listen, integrate, evaluate, like make space, set your boundaries and let go. Like Mm -hmm. it's a time to pause essentially. So again, if we can take off work, amazing. If we can't, it doesn't mean that we have to cancel all things, but maybe Mm -hmm. that does mean that you do need to set those boundaries. And if you do have a big work meeting and a big presentation, think about your energy levels. You know, are you going to want to make then that commitment to go celebrate happy hour at five? After, you know, your big presentation, maybe not. Maybe it'd be a better self-care to actually go home and take a nice warm bubble bath, you know? Like maybe that would be the better time to do so. And like I'm saying, because the hemispheres share more communication in your brain at that phase, you know, you're able to really synthesize how you're feeling about certain things. So like listen to that truth of what you know and trust your instincts during this time. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's like, oh, I think it's actually telling me to leave my job or I'm not happy here. Like you can start figuring out why are you not happy with the work that you're doing or where, you know, because I mean, essentially even so, you know, I became an entrepreneur to have time freedom. And I think every, every entrepreneur tell you, you know, I left working a nine to five to work 24 yeah. seven, which is, you know, <laughs> because we, we end up loving what we do. And even yeah. then, so it doesn't mean that I, I don't work when I'm on my period. Like I have goals, there's things that I still want to accomplish, yeah. but even as I get into the other phases, it'll, it'll flow and it just does this way. Yeah, does. So that's our menstrual phase. 
And then our follicular phase, this phase is our spring phase. So we know that the grass is starting to come out green again. And like I mentioned, even in our journal prompt is the what, right? So our hormones start at low levels during this phase, but do build in concentration. And this is ultimate for our brains because we're open to new things. We're open to new beginning. We're open to more creative thinking. So this is the week to start strategizing and like dream up your routine for the next month, right? Like yeah. and now, especially in your, in your, you're in that strategizing phase. So like, go you can go to the freaking container store like go to your craft store get your new notebooks your organizations you know your tools your cork boards whatever it is that'll help you plan and organize because that's what we want to do in this phase like Mm -hmm. brainstorm initiating preparing planning resource you know researching interviewing people like getting Mm -hmm. curious like this is literally the phase to plan 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 and like use this budding energy to get your ideas out your you know prepare yourself for the work that you are about to do when you reach then ovulation yes and so in ovulation literally go do the things go ask (laughs) for that raise go host that big meeting presentation go to that happy hour you know go to that new dance workout class that you've been wanting to do like we've been mentioning like our hormones they're surging at this time so our verbal and social centers are like like i said we're super magnetic so this week like, or actually rather it's not I mean it could be a week but usually three to five days connect in a deeper way what with everybody else <laughs> yeah. right so usually our menstrual phase is where we connect with ourselves but now mm-hmm. we can take that beautiful energy and give it outward right you can avoid even surfacey small talk in these conversations like get deep ask what's really going on and yeah. and bring that conversation out we're communicative yeah. we're collaborative we're at this point this is like the expanding and receiving stage yeah. so Our left brain is more dominant in this phase. And so again, speaking, communicating, networking, presenting those ideas, pitching, asking for a raise, all of these things that involve our communications and our like collaborative, you know, energy. This is the time that you want to use those in your workplace. I work very much with social media and, and and this will also too, you know, if, if we have a lot of, you know, content creators and influencers that are out there on TikTok. These are the time to batch create your content. Like go yeah, out there, batch create, true. you're feeling your best self. You know, and this is probably why a lot of creators might find themselves like in and out of these ruts. But yep. if you have certain content that you want to plan when you're at a higher phase in your energy versus maybe you have some other videos that you can, you know, that maybe you can just edit and piece together other videos while you're on your menstrual phase, you might even find yeah. within the workflow of creating content that that's going to help you out a ton too because you're in that the right phases to do that. It's true. That's literally, it's literally me right now. Like I, (laughs) I, it's me right now. I'm on my period right now. Um, and like for me, like doing a podcast and whatever to me is very chill and like, I, you know, enjoy this. So it's not too much, not too much for me. Um, but (laughs) I literally, I like literally about two weeks ago, I took so much content, so many photos, did all this stuff was like emailing all these people, whatever. And now it was so good. Cause like in this past literally of two days ago, I closed out all my kind of like collabs for the month. And then all I have left this month is like one collab and I'm just editing. Like I've already taken the content, you know, I don't have to do it. I just have to edit it and like post it at some point, whatever. And that's so chill. And I'm like, it feels so good. This is my literally probably my first month that I've probably actually like cycle 
did cycle syncing and like genuinely didn't kind of knew what I was doing for the first time. And I'm like, what you said, like you'll understand it once you start to do it because it just flows. Like it, you know, it's kind of hard to, at first it can seem a little (laughs) bit like, Oh, you know, that would be nice, but who knows if I can actually do it. But then you do it and you're like, Oh my God. Like, and I understand why it literally makes sense. You know, I planned to close things out all at this time and now I'm on my period and I'm like, thank God I don't have to take photos. Like, thank God. Like it's so, funny yes well I love that you talk about wrapping things up because that's literally our fall phase our luteal phase this is the time to wrap things up so during this phase our energy does start to wane so I you know there's essentially I like to say like two luteal phases and luteal is spelled l-u-t-e-a-l because every time I do captions on like Instagram (laughs) it gives me luteal like l-u-d-i-a-l it always corrects us like on isn't yeah. it funny all of all of the words I notice and I'm like not to be a conspiracy theorist but like every day you know like I'm kind of joking but like, like why, every don't, why, time, why don't you autocorrect follicular why yeah follicular. every every I time I write word. something it's like it's like oh like fall aq or something weird like that every time what's yes. the one that's really funny I think yes, menstrual I think follicle yeah fall yeah follicle is really funny for some reason like it's just it it says I don't even know it's just funny like it set, breaks up into these words and I'm like excuse me that's not the word why yeah, don't you know that's... voice to text for these very important words about my body <laughs> seriously so and so our luteal phase our, our yes. hormones start uh, you know decreasing and this is where I say we do have a little bit of rise in energy right after we ovulate or we get into like the luteal phase, but then we kind of get like a second wind of energy. Mm-hmm. And um, so our brain chemistry during this phase is literally set up for task and detail oriented projects, mm-hmm. bringing projects to completion. Like you couldn't have said it better. Like, and this is also a time that you have to set boundaries with yourself because PMS start becoming into play. And if you're not really aware of your right. PMS, because you're just like, oh, I should be getting my period soon. And maybe you're not, it's not top of mind to mm. be cycle syncing or planning around your cycle. You're probably going to get really annoyed and you're already maybe in an irritable or more irritable mood. So this yes. is the time to set your boundaries. Like, no, I'm not comfortable doing that. Or no, I won't do X, Y, Z today because- yes it's okay. You're not always going to feel like it. And so the the two phases that I'm talking about, we have like the early luteal and then the deep luteal. As you can imagine, like as we're getting closer to our period, it gets deeper, it gets darker. So at the beginning of our luteal phase, we still might have a lot of like post ovulatory energy where it's still great to get your workouts in in the morning. But then again, as we're, and especially if you do start feeling those PMS symptoms, that's the time that that's the signal of your body. Like, Hey, huh? Start taking a step back, sweetheart. Um, so it's a great time to, to still move. Like a lot of people might not, they might, because, oh, because I have, I'm feeling, you know, irritable or because I'm feeling PMS, I shouldn't move my body, but rather you do, you may want to physicalize your emotions and ultimately emotion is energy in motion. So Mm -hmm. if you're feeling anger, come up, like stomp your feet, punch a pillow, yell it out, let it out the way you need to, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe grief is there. It's okay to let yourself cry it out. You know, if you're unsure, just move your body, whether it's going for a walk, uh, you know, I would, you know, if it was me, I'm doing either Pilates or strength training in my luteal phase. I'm not going heavy on cardio during this phase. Um, But when it comes to work, the main you know, the main theme around this phase is details, details and, and, and task completion. So it is a great time for, 
for wrapping up those tasks. And actually, I saw a TikTok um, on my For You page that someone was like, oh, is it just me? Or I get these random spurts of the month where I just want to clean everything. And I'm like, hi, uh, that's that's not just random. Maybe yeah. if you were to cycle sync, you'd see that it's actually in your luteal phase because we do feel yeah. that, ta- that, that need to tend to our home. It's great time also to tend to your finances, any administrative tasks, whether that be editing, uh, sending out those last minute emails, like Mm -hmm. all that stuff getting yourself organized why because imagine you're about to get into your 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 menstrual abode and you want everything done and ready to go like that you you intuitively were doing just that and this is the time to to do that deep work you're gonna feel like you just said you're gonna feel how good it feels to have gotten things done and it's important though not to procrastinate because you might you know you might tell yourself like oh yeah I'm on you know I'm I'm getting my period you know Mm. or I'm feeling PMSy but set out to do the things that you told yourself you were gonna do you're gonna feel so much better and you're you're, again your brain is like optimized for task and detail oriented things so Mm -hmm. it's use that energy for your advantage You know what's interesting? I think, obviously, like, I feel like I'm the little dumb, like, not the dummy, what's it called? Like, I'm like the little test subject for all, yeah, the guinea pig for all of you guys listening to the podcast, because I'm literally doing this for the first time, too. Like, I don't know what, you know, I don't really know what I was doing. I still don't even fully, obviously, know what I'm doing. That's why we have Ellie here. Um, But I, like, I think one thing I struggled with this month is because I didn't have my period yet, I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll go out. I'll go out. And like, it was my friend's birthday and we went out for dinner and it was great and everything. And like, you know, I had a few drinks and then everyone was going out after again. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm kind of tired. And like, honestly, like I'm having a nice time, but I'd be happy to go home right now. But me being used to not cycle syncing and not like focusing on my body, I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll just go whatever I went. And I was like, I do not want to be here. Like, you know, I was like, I love my friends, <laughs> but I was like staring out the window. Like I was like, this cocktail's nice. Like I was like enjoying it, but I was like drinking it. So like, I was like, I want to go home. Like I want to go home, you know? And it's bad because I'm like, wow, like I haven't, I, well, it's not bad. I haven't learned yet how to set boundaries around the time and when I need to set those boundaries because then I ended up going out. I went out on the weekend. Like I had a good time, but ultimately I tired myself out. And then because I hadn't bled yet, I was like, oh, it's okay. I just don't have my period yet. Once I get it, I'll calm down. And then I woke up two nights ago with like, like painful cramps in the middle of the night. And I was like, ah, damn it. Cause I'm like definitely <laughs> dehydrated, like definitely didn't eat the right foods. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. So this is why I need to watch. But it's interesting. Cause I'm like, you know what? I can track that. So then I literally wrote in my thing, like, Woke up in the middle of the night this time with cramps. Um, I wrote down that I used two different essential oils and then like a heat pad. And then I was able to fall back asleep. And then I woke up and then the cramps were gone. And I did like drink a bunch of water and stuff too because I knew I must have been dehydrated from drinking. And then it was fine. And then I, you know, I was able to kind of like heal myself a little bit. And now my period's been fine since that night. But it's just interesting because I'm like, I've actually, because I've been mindful and like, somewhat intentional about my cycle I've actually learned something so valuable that I can apply literally next month and we have that opportunity or next cycle I guess we have the opportunity every single cycle to learn from our bodies and just think about if you continue to do this every single cycle you're only going to become more and more like used to how your body works and you're only going to become better and better at it like 
Yeah, it's and cool. it's, it's a practice. And yeah. like I say, like there's no right or wrong way to have a period. Mm. You know, I may have mentioned this in the last episode, but there's girls, you know, I have a, a great friend of mine who she can go out and run marathons on her period. Like, good mm. for you, babe. That's not me. <laughs> I, I, and, and that's, I'm not even on the other side because my friends with endometriosis, they're mm. like, work on my period. Y- you would not want me to do that. Like, in right. fact, you'd, you'd probably want to let me stay at home because my friends with endometriosis, they'll suffer with so much pain that they deal with nausea. They have mm. extreme headaches, migraines. Yeah. So it's not even for them. They don't even really get the option. But yeah. when you do know your body, you're able to then, and of course, kind of going back to like, should we work on our period? What this will, each phase will allow you to do is you do get better. Like you are, you're, yeah. you're, you're your experiment. Like you get to test your body and see yeah. what happens when you do what. And so with cycle syncing, just as you're saying, it is that, that getting better and better month by month, cycle by cycle, seeing what helps you, what supports you, maybe what mm. doesn't, you know, someone might recommend that warm bath, but maybe you're not a bath person and that's okay. Like yeah. that's where you get to experience, experiment, try, you know, see what works for you, what may not work for you. Um, and when it comes to, you know, social obligations, like this, I love it both, you know, work-wise, but personal-wise. Of course, you know, you may be in your ovulation phase with all this energy. And when someone asks you to go out in two weeks, you might be like, yeah. But had you known that you're cycle syncing and you're like, actually, let me take a look at my calendar. Oh, I'm probably going to be on day two of my bleed. Mm -hmm. You can say guilt-free, hey, I'm going to be on my period. Not sure if I'll make it. And you can say not sure rather than, you know, maybe if you want to say flat out no, go ahead. Like if Mm. that's what you feel, like I'm just not going to want to go out, tell them right then and there. If you're not sure because you're not sure, now that you have the autonomy to say, I'm not sure, I'm going to have my period. I don't know how I feel. So can I let you know, or can I be a maybe, you know, versus maybe if you see that your, that event is actually going to be on your ovulatory phase, you can be like, you know what? Heck yes, I'll be there. I'm going to be full of energy. There's going to be really no excuse for me not to go. So yes, I will go. And the same thing can, can happen with your work tasks. You know, what do you find that takes more focus, more attention to detail, you know, putting together maybe that project or that, you know, presentation for the big meeting that you're going to have later down the road. Like that's a great, time to also even on the the back end working on graphics you know you need that attention to detail that that focus um Mm. during your luteal phase in your follicular phase you know when can you sit down and have that strategy meeting with your team you know and and it's also too it's great you know because I think maybe I don't know someone had asked me like oh can I sync with people at my work like are we all supposed to sync and get in sync okay yep people did like yes but no like you're, you may sink just because of like habits and lifestyle changes together and maybe stress might like throw off her ovulation by a couple days. And then in a couple yeah. months, yeah, you guys are actually sinking at the same yeah. time. Um, but it's actually good that you guys are not sinking at the same time because yes. while I might be in my follicular phase and I might be like ready and, and, and tuned into planning and planning. And I, I might even overbook myself because of how in the zone I am of planning <laughs> where you might be more in your menstrual phase phase and you might be like well uh actually like let's pull that back and say why do we want to accomplish so much or what are we trying to do here 
with all these ideas that you have, like why this one, why that one? And where mm-hmm. then eventually, you know, someone else is in her, her luteal phase and she might see all the details of all these plans and might say, you know, have her two cents. Like all the yeah. different phases can really give a different perspective on to handle however, what projects that there might be in the workplace. Right. So, and so obviously working in teams, then you are so much better as a team. And I did get that question too, of people saying like, okay, well then what do you want us to do then? What are we all going to do? All sync up or like, how does this even work if all like everyone's not on the same phase? That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, okay, slow your roll. Like yeah, it's, it's knowing your body and knowing and being able to really then dedicate, mm-hmm. you know, obviously then priorities and, and deadlines come into play. So we do have to meet those. It's not that, you know, throw our responsibilities and our obligations out the window, but yeah. it's how can, with the knowledge now that we know of cycle syncing, of how our brain chemistry is working within these phases you know how can we then create a nice middle of merging the two you know there's some weeks that you might have to present while you're on your menstrual phase that's just Mm -hmm. the way of the world but again when you can then support yourself in other ways around that that's gonna still make things flow it's still gonna make things flow Yes. And I think that that's a perfect way to kind of go into our last little set of questions here is when it comes to, you know, say you do have to do that presentation or whatever, but maybe in the rest of the day, you can do other things to support yourself. Things like, um, you know, self-care things and even things like nutrition. Um, I wanted to talk specifically about food. Someone asked which foods you should avoid in different phases. Is there like kind of an overarching thing for the phases or is that like quite specific where you'd need to look at like a graphic? Uh, in terms of foods to avoid, um, I would really give a more general answer. The Mm. foods that you want to implement during Mm -hmm. it, it, is more of the the more specific question. You know, let's say you're struggling okay. with excess hormones, then yeah, there's d- separate foods that you do want to eat to help you rid excess estrogen in your body. Um, actually eating one raw carrot a day is great for that. Mm-hmm. I know it's it seems random, like one carrot a day. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I've heard this, that's what sure. it is. And uh, not juiced either because it's the fiber within the carrot that also helps. Um, but foods to avoid. I, I I have a love-hate relationship with this next statement, but caffeine, I'm yeah, sorry, was, friends. Oh, that was Coffee, the next question. <laughs> caffeine, you know, it, it does, you know, there's a lot of studies out there that do say how great caffeine is for the body and, and antioxidants that it has, but in fact, mm. for a lot of people who menstruate and a lot of women, it's not great, uh, yeah. you know, especially in, in our society, we we romanticize our cup of coffee, you know, in the morning and with the slow times. And we romanticize, you know, our trips to Starbucks, you know, on TikTok. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing is like, I get ready and get dressed just to go to Starbucks. And hey girl, same, same girl, same here. Mm -hmm. Like I still love my coffee. And in many cases, that's usually the last thing to go, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, But all the other things to avoid, which come kind of naturally, you know, sugar, processed foods, like that's what we should be avoiding. Um, this is then again on a, a per person, but maybe gluten might be something that you need to avoid because gluten yeah. is is inflammatory. So that's not great. Um, and obviously alcohol, too. I mean, that's you know, it's it, none of that's great for yeah. our systems. You know, ob- you know, even and so in moderations, fine. Again, like mm-hmm. live, your, live that live that life, girl. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the foods to avoid are 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 pretty general into what we should be avoiding 
if you're not necessarily yeah. cycle syncing, you know, yeah. you want to just put cleaner foods in your body, eat some greens. You know, if you're going to be eating meat, then, you know, grass fed and and all, as clean as you can, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. just really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to when you say to avoid, do you mean generally throughout your whole cycle um or when it comes to like specifically around your your menstrual phase is that a specific time where you really want to fo- focus in on like cutting out coffee for example or so when it comes to or- cutting out coffee if there would be the time to would be after you ovulate um okay. in fact when we when we are ovulating i believe our bodies do process caffeine better during that phase but mm. after you ovulate your your luteal and your menstrual phase I would definitely cut that out um and why because our immune systems do dip after we ovulate and so we are prone to more sickness you know ideally the egg being fertilized is a foreign object in your body your body needs to know like hey don't send the army troops to kill this one we want this one to survive and caffeine it just wreaks a lot of havoc on our microbiome it's Mm -hmm. not that great for us um and so if there is any phase to avoid coffee i'd have it be the two weeks and i think that's even you know an even great place to start is okay treat yourself to your coffee in the first two weeks of your phase but then in the next two weeks treat yourself to (laughs) abstaining from coffee the next two weeks And so we've talked about, obviously, when it comes to ovulation, if you use some sort of tracker, you can recognize when you're ovulating around that. Um, Also, with noticing the egg white texture of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's your discharge, right? Your your cervical mucus. Yeah. Your cervical mucus. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, So it would be kind of after you notice, okay, I'm ovulating right now, maybe just after that, and then all the way until you're done bleeding, basically? Bleeding. Yeah. 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 Because... Coffee can also exacerbate cramps. And I don't know, but that yeah. doesn't, I don't want that. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's definitely something I've noticed for myself too is like I drink coffee every day. Like I just, I wake up and I have a coffee and I never used to. It just, I think it became a bit of a habit in like lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't have a coffee um, one day randomly like a few weeks ago and I got a headache and I was like, <gasps> Oh my God, I'm like a little addict. (laughs) And I was like, oh no. And so the idea, honestly, for me of like cutting out um, coffee completely for like half of my life, like scares me. But I also like, I... I'm already doing so many things to try to feel my best. And I think if there's something that's very obviously potentially bringing that down to spend all this time and effort doing so many other things and then being like, oh, but I'm not going to give up that one thing. It's really interesting because like I felt the same way about vaping. Like I used to be really addicted to vaping. Um, And then I eventually had to quit and I literally went through like withdrawal and it was like really bad. Like it was really bad, like nicotine withdrawal and I really struggled. But now I look back and I'm like, thank God I don't don't do that and it's no shame to you know if you do or if anybody does it's totally fine like everyone's in a different part of their journey and we all have our vices and it's fine but like I look back now and I was I'm thinking like I used to wonder why am I coughing all the time why am I feeling nauseous why am I getting headaches what like and it was literally all nicotine and I was doing so many other things for my health at the time like I was like taking my vitamins and like doing skincare and like working out and like doing everything but I was literally like doing a workout and then like getting in the car after coming out from the gym and like sitting there like vaping like (laughs) a maniac and like it's just funny because it's like you know we do have our vices and 
everyone's at their own pace of their Which, journey. Which, yeah, I mean, again, if, if coffee's going to be your vice, then, again, that's okay, too, especially if you are doing other so many other things to support yourself. Like, your yeah. mental health is important, too. So if you enjoy that cup of coffee, mm. enjoy it. But also mm. then think, are you having three cups of coffee in a day? Like, yes. maybe then just stick to one. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be an excess either Mm -hmm. you know that's again and there's a there's no right or wrong way to have a period so you're again no one's going to know your body better than you so have a play with it you know maybe it's eliminating coffee maybe it is eliminating gluten to see then how your body's reacting whether that's eliminating sugars you know seeing seeing Mm -hmm. what's helping you and what's not but you're not going to know unless unless you give it a go yeah and I think it's just that balance always of like looking at the data and what scientifically is just best for your body. Like you can't really deny, you know, that certain ways of eating are, they just are better. Like you can't try to convince someone that eating like all fat and sugar and salt and all the time, like, you know, that's going to be the best way of eating. Like we know that, um, but obviously we are human and like we have emotional things going on and we have reasons why we do things. And like, I always say that too with this podcast is like, you guys are going to hear things that I'm recommending to you. You guys are going to hear things that have worked for me or who have worked for the people that I interview or the people that I'm talking about, you know, or you're going to hear these different stories of how people function, but it's just for you to go, okay, awesome. That works for them. And you know, this is what they are sharing with me. And like, how can I incorporate that in a way that works for me? And something that is still going to also not be too much of like a smack in the face. Like it's not going to be too not sustainable. You want to do something that's going to be sustainable ultimately, you know? So if you track every single day, your period or your cycle, if you track every single day in one month, but you never track again, then as much as you might've learned something from that month, that's great, but you need to do things over a long period of time. So I always like, I would much rather someone track 20 days out of the 30 days or whatever and do it for a year. Oh my God. Then just do it every single day for a month. And it's the same to, that's the same with working out. It's the same with nutrition. It's the same with everything. It's just balance. And it's okay to kind of have that balance and to not obviously be perfect because no one's going to be perfect. Preach. Preach. Our goal is to not remain the same, but to get 1% better each and every day. Absolutely. I love that. Aw. Well, (laughs) I think, like, unless there's anything else you want to specifically share about, I reckon we... Send me your cycle trackers. Like, let me see them all. (laughs) I love that. I'm like, let's all be cycle sisters. Like, let's, let's create this virtual red tent space where we can just share what we're going through and realize that we are all the same girl. You know, we're all, you know, dealing, we're all growing through this life together. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can share our stories, our testimonies, what works, what doesn't work for us, the better. Yeah. I think, yeah. The more we know. I think again, too, it's so important. And this is what I've been seeing on my TikTok and stuff as well is people being like, wow, I've never heard this. I've never felt, or or people, you know, even who are in the LGBTQA plus community feeling like, wow, I've never felt included in this conversation. And that's kind of, we, both of us, you know, working in this space, we're going to have our own outlooks into this. We're going to have our own specific kind of specialties. And like, obviously I go very much into the inclusive space. And I mean, you obviously do as well, but that's like really a focus of mine. Whereas I know you really will talk about, um, you know, product and like healthcare, like, or like beauty products, things like that as well too. Is there anything you want to share about that quickly? Just about what you do with your products, just in case anyone is interested. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, whether you're you're suffering with any kind of hair care or you're just looking to transition to better products, cleaner products that do not disrupt our endocrine system, I am more than yeah. happy to help. In the link in my bio, I do have a VIP consultation form where I will ask questions. It's not just your hair and skin. Like I do want to get to know what's going on within your lifestyle. I do want to get to know mm-hmm. about your menstrual cycle. So if you're willing to share about that, please do, because as a hair and skin consultant, I can better help you. And I want to help that not just through beauty products. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. beauty products are important. You know, our our skin and our scalp absorb a lot of what we put on our body. So it's important to avoid all these toxic products. But I want to also do it from a holistic standpoint where I want to support you, whether you're as my VIP customer or you're working with me as a, you know, a business partner in doing the same, promoting these products, I want to support you by being able to help you work in flow, by being able to help you manage your life in flow and really attacking it from the back end too, because no matter the great products, no matter that, you know, if, if you're not right on the inside, it's not going to be right on the outside. Just like, you know, we say you can go to the gym, you can go to church, you can do all these things, but if you're not right within your heart, then it's it could be all for nothing and I approach it from that same standpoint so making sure that my clients not only have clean products but products that transform their hair you know Mm. we're backed by a scientific advisory board we did just launch in Australia and we're in seven other markets as well so uh, if you're in the US UK Canada Ireland Poland Spain uh, Lithuania as well along Mm. with Australia then I can help you with your hair your skin and get you on some wellness products that are also going to help support your gut pre and probiotics, uh, naturally based energy, fiber and total greens. It's all great stuff. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so excited. I love it. Um, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. I like, I know that not only I have benefited so much from this, like personally, literally you guys have heard (laughs) of this podcast, all of the things that I've implemented and have learned about my body. And it's been life-changing for me and hearing back from you guys. I know it's been life-changing for you as well. So thank you guys for listening. And if you guys want to go follow Ellie, it is samegirl.ellie over on Instagram. And is your TikTok the same? Yes, TikTok is the same. same. And yeah, let's be be cycle sisters. Let's be friends. Love (laughs) it. And then obviously I will link that below and then I'll link obviously my socials and everything as well below. But thank you guys so much for listening and have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.